Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Green Room Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. What a truly perfect loss that was. I mean, it, it, it encapsulated everything that is Flyers. Uh, you know, they they get a they get a lead. They're looking good. There were some inspired moments. And then it, in in the span of two minutes, it all completely unraveled on them. I mean, what a what a shit show the end of that game was. Uh, from it, it, we we saw some physical stuff. We saw some, uh, you know, we saw it get a little testy, a little bit intense there at the end after what was a very boring game to start. I remember in the uh, right before the third period began, I was like. Tom Wilson even playing? He's usually, you know, he's usually good to at least keep you engaged with the game. And then you know, it, it just didn't seem like much was going on at all in this one. And then finally, uh, you know, we get the Tom Wilson experience. He throws his whole body at the legs of tra- of, uh, of Scott Lawton. And, uh, you know, we get a couple Jerry Mayhew goals, just a lot of stuff. And then, you know, Hathaway, who hasn't scored in a year and a half or whatever, gets two goals in like a minute uh, right after the Flyers score. It was just everything all wrapped in the one uh, to to create a perfect regulation loss for the Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, man. And it's not going to get much easier for them. I meant to bring up the schedule uh, before I started, but man – they might like it's going to be a while before they win again. They just even when they are in a somewhat advantageous situation like they were at the end of the game, they just don't have the horses to be able to put things away. And uh, we're really just seeing we're really just seeing a team that lacks talent top to bottom. You know, like Jerry Mayhew might be a hell of a piece, uh, a real nice role player or something, but. Man, him and Scott Lawton standing out to the to the degree they have over the last few weeks is like an indictment of everything. But as I say, losses are wins. This uh, it all worked out for the Flyers. They don't get a loser point. Uh, they continue to just look like the trash team they are, and that's good because we need this team. If they're not going to rebuild, we at least need to bottom out as far as possible this season. All right, that's my take on things. Let's get to everyone else. Let's lead it off with Milwaukee Drew. Hey, Billy, you got me? Yeah, I got you. How are you tonight, Drew? Oh, good. Man, that was – man, was it Steph who said in the previous game that she was thoroughly entertained by that Penguins game? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my – I was thoroughly entertained by that third period tonight. Like like you said, that was 
I can't believe what I watched, but that was so Flyers. After the first, like, 40 minutes where barely anything happened at all, for that third period to unravel the way it did, <laughs> and unravel is the right word, like, that was uh, whatever the opposite of a fairy tale ending. It was it, it was that, but it was also just so perfect. Yeah, I was I was gonna say too. I agree with you. I looked at the schedule and I I agreed. Like, there's not a, I don't see them winning or even having a chance of winning until they play the Blackhawks. But even after that, if they don't win, I mean, they've got the Canadians. I think in the middle of the month, but I'm not seeing any W's uh, up until then. So this is no. Good. They have. They have a string, so they lost to Washington tonight. So they have Carolina, St. Louis, Washington again, Edmonton, Minnesota. Then they play the Blackhawks, who, like, you know, they're not good. They're better than the Flyers, but they're not good. So you could win that game. Yeah, and, Vegas, and Chicago. Vegas, yeah. yeah, Vegas, Florida, Carolina. Then Montreal, who might be turning it on. Uh, they, <laughs> they're playing well tonight, uh, even though they have like a 250 winning percentage or something. Uh, yeah, but Mar- then, Martin St. Louis classically uh, identifying the Flyers in his press conference saying, that's who we don't want to be. It's- yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, anyway. Like I said, I'm I enjoyed this one. This was uh this was a lot of fun and I enjoyed uh, your um you know, hitting the uh hitting your bet tonight. Way to go. Oh yeah, it was thanks a lot, Drew. Uh yeah, it was uh it was nice. I had I had the over on the game. We hit the over at the end there. I had Capitals team total over three and a half and over four and a half. They hit both of them after that empty netter. I mean, everybody wins. The Flyers lose, which is good. I win a little bit of money. That's good too. Everyone wins. Uh Ian Ackerman. Ian, you're live on the post game. What's up, Bill? How are you tonight, Ian? Doing all right. Man, I know we lost and losses are wins, but uh, it was frustrating. I uh, I wanted our boy Jerry fucking Mayhew to to have the game winning goal, and he's just been real. You know, like you're saying him and Lawton have been very entertaining to watch the last couple of weeks, and they just keep finding ways to uh, snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Yeah, they just have so little. Like, we saw it last night in Pittsburgh. See it tonight. Like, even when they have a lead or it looks like they have things going their way a little bit, they have no way to sustain it because they're unable to roll lines. Like, they just have – how do they put together two, three shifts in a row when you don't have two or three lines? It's almost impossible. Like, we're starting to see some guys uh, play a little better. Travis Konechny over the last few weeks, I feel like, has has built on his game a little bit. I think Sanheim has had a quietly decent season, and he played well tonight. Uh, But, yeah, really it's like Scott Lawton continuing to prove that he's one of the more uh, reliable, consistent, uh, and versatile players in this lineup. And Jerry Mayhew, one of the few guys making the most of his opportunity. There's a lot of guys getting a lot more ice time than, uh, you know, is warranted or, you know, you'd think they they get. And he's one of the guys who's actually stepping up and saying, hey, I'm an NHL player. I belong here. Right. And like, I'm I'm happy for the guy. Like, you can see he's working his tail off and, and you know, it's, it's paying off for him. And uh, I agree with you about TK, that pass he had to uh, – to Sanheim, that was a beauty on that it goal. It was really nice. He's been, he's still. It seems a little snake bitten, a little maybe uh, reticent to shoot, but a little reluctant to shoot. But mm-hmm. he, uh, he, he's been making plays. He's been creating a little bit on the rush, 
and uh, you know he gets the assist. He he, had, he made a few other nice plays tonight. Um, it's good. Like if he's going to be around, I want him to be good because he's a yeah. piece moving forward. He's signed. Like I don't think he's untouchable or anything. Like it, you know, if you can trade him, trade him. Whatever. I'm not really attached to anybody at this point. But you know, since they're not going to tear it all down and rebuild, some guys are going to be left. If he's good, yeah, I want that. Right. And, uh, the last point I'm going to make is, uh, I listened to the BS, BSH radio today and, uh, I couldn't agree more with you about how Drew is, you know, like insanely underappreciated and people aren't going to realize what they had until he's gone. And, uh, it's just, it's a shame because he's the longest tenured athlete in the city and, uh, you know, his time is almost up and he's, he's really given it his all and it's a shame. He has, Ian, uh, and I agree. Thanks a lot. I was thinking, uh, watching, you know, all the – you don't know what's true and what's not, but just, like, thinking about the mindset of if he's really only interested in going to Colorado, I feel like that creates more likelihood he'd be willing to come back. Like, Colorado is the best accumulation of talent in the league already. Um they're like a fucking all-star team, basically, uh, without Giroux. Uh, they're a super team. I feel like wanting to go there is like wanting to join the Pyramid Scheme Blackhawks or wanting to join like those uh, those Red Wings teams late 90s, early 2000s when they just got like every veteran looking for a cup or looking for, you know, for one more run just to come in for them. Like – like if Drew's going to leave, he's like, all right, I'll just go to Colorado for a few months, win the cup because they're going to win. And then I'll come back. Like I started thinking that last night. It's not necessarily what I want. Um, I kind of feel like the Drew chapter is over and it's time to move on. But I just started thinking if, if the stuff about, yeah, I'll go to Colorado. Otherwise I'm not leaving. Like I wonder if that's kind of where his mind is, but it's all speculation. There's no way to know. AJ Longwell, AJ, you're live on the post game. Oh, hey, uh, I don't mean to derail this already, but did you watch either the the Eichel debut or the women's game last night? Yeah, I watched. Uh, last night was an awesome night of hockey. That uh, that Florida Carolina game was incredible. Then the Vegas um, Vegas Colorado game was a lot of fun. Eichel coming back, Colorado just looking dominant, and then I watched the third of the uh, of the women's game. Yeah, um, I watched a bit of the the Vegas one at some point this day, but that that women's game was. I I mean the first was where all the real action happened, and I don't know what's going on with uh, with that American team, but they kind of beat themselves in the first. It really sucked to watch because. We were all excited for a, a game that went down to the wire, and it just didn't happen this year. Yeah, they got one late, but it just kind of seemed like this is – I mean, there were like 12 seconds left when they made it 3-2. Uh, and, ju- like, you know, I, I don't know enough overall to say what happened one way or the other, but it seems like it's a combination of Canada's team is absolutely incredible and the U.S. is uh, maybe a little bit poorly coached. Yeah, every, every, everyone seems to have – a new fact every day about how the U.S. team is poorly coached, and yeah, it uh, that just sucks to hear. But um, you know, first to three in that in that tournament, and Canada got to three really fast. Okay, I'm kicking around, but have a great night, Bill. All right, thanks a lot, AJ.
Yeah, uh, it would have been cool to see the U.S. women win, uh, but it's, I mean, it's it's U.S. and Canada in the, uh, you know, in the international scene. They go back and forth. It's it's a fun rivalry. It's cool. It was a fun. I, I enjoyed watching the third period last night. Overall, last night was an awesome night of hockey. Uh, I will credit the Flyers on uh, on Tuesday. You know, I was saying I just had a good time watching the Flyers game. I, I got into it. I remembered for a minute that hockey isn't always work. And so I was excited to watch the Wednesday night games, you know, that triple header that I've just talked about. And it was fun. Like I had a good time. It kind of reinvigorated me for the rest of the season. I feel like, you know, it doesn't always have to feel like work. Uh, watching the Flyers certainly is sometimes. At least, like, tonight we get a comical ending to the game. <laughs> this this wasn't work. I mean, the first two periods of the game were work to watch. I was falling asleep through half of it. But uh, we, we got to see a, a, a fitting end to tonight's game, I'd say. Uh, Andrew, Andrew, you're live on the post game. Hey, Bill, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. How are you tonight? Good. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Thanks for everything you do. Uh, I just wanted I to run it. a couple names by you and just kind of make a point. Nick Nicholas Abe Kubel, seven goals in 43 games. Ryan Hartman, 19 goals, would be number one in scoring, number one in points. Was supposed to be what we got for Wayne Simmons. Yep. Ghost. Third in scoring for for the Coyotes, Cam Talbot, nine nineteen save percentage the year after the year we got uh, the year after we got rid of him, and has been league average since. It's not the it's not that we don't have the depth that we needed in this organization. It's that we actively got rid of it. That yeah yeah it, like the Hartman thing is uh, like. That one's the real killer, I feel like, because he's the exact sort of he's the exact sort of depth piece you want. And like he's outperforming even that title by a lot this year. He's been awesome. Uh but you know, they go and all right, we don't think we can afford Ryan Hartman. He's gonna ask for more than we have against the cap. Okay. So you flip him for Tyler Pitlick, and then you're unable to hold on to him as well. And it's yeah. just like, so we got nothing for Wayne Simmons. Like, we got nothing for that guy who is, you know, still valuable in this league. He's not the 30-goal scorer he was, but you want him around. You'd like him on your team. And we got a couple of things for him that seemed, you know, that turned out to be pretty valuable as well. And none of them are here. Uh, and it's, you know, how many times have we said about all of our prospects that, like, you know, it seems it really seems like they have a hard time identifying talent uh, as it is coming up. Well, they also have a really hard time identifying talent at the NHL level. And, you know, I, I know that uh, people joke that we need to fire everyone from the GM to the ticket boy. But no, we really need to fire everyone in the organization because it seems like every single person from the medical, from the medical staff that keeps having people get hurt the very first day they get back on the ice to, you know, the scouts who can't identify talent at either the prospect level or the NHL level, they all need to go. Yeah. And it's, they're so inept that it's hard to narrow down like what exactly the problem is. Like, is it the pro scouts? Is it the amateur scouts? Is it the GM? Is it the coaching? Is it the developmental? Like it's all broken down in some way. So it's, 
it makes sense to just want to start fresh. Like I can't identify what the actual problem is because everything seems to have an issue. So I want everything brand new. Yeah, absolutely agree. Thanks. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Andrew. Appreciate it. It is I, this organization. It, it, it's like just looking around. Ryan Hartman is just maybe he's just having one of those years, but he's a good player. Like he is a good player. He looked like a good player here, and he's grown a ton um, since he's been in uh, since he's been in Minnesota. He's having an awesome year. It would be cool to have a player like that, but you know, Tyler Pitlick seemed like a suitable replacement. He's gone now too. Uh, Mike Kowalvik, you're live. Phil. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I got you. First time I've used this app. Um, anyways, uh, unfortunate uh, set of circumstances, I actually did the uh, Capitals uh, by one and a half. I put that on there versus uh, the Bruins winning the money line on the Islanders. And I thought that I was screwed on the, uh, the Flyers side, but it turns out, in the last minute or so, I won that, but um, the uh, I guess the Bruins didn't take care of business today. But anyways, um, unfortunate. I'm in I'm in tank mode, obviously, like a lot of people. Uh, Shane Wright, Connor Bedard. Uh, really looking forward to hopefully getting a chance to get those players. But I'm just curious with Jerry Mayhew, like, what is it about his career? And the development of scouting. And I was just like looking at the statistics. I guess he played for the Wild for a few years. Did we underestimate like his ability in the last few years of the Flyers organization? It's like this is someone who could have helped us earlier as a depth player. You know, it's almost like as if you know, I see this guy almost. I, I, I'm not comparing him to Kurt Warner. They made a Disney movie, right? Right. But I think it's hysterical that. This guy who's just been a bottom shelf individual the entire his entire career, and now it comes to the um, you know gets promoted to the Flyers, and is just I don't know for all intents and purposes he's like a point per game player, um, doing really well. And I, I listen, I like to see the positive side in everything. I hope he's you know future part of this group for like you know. I don't know, four or five years, whatever it takes. I'm, I'm not sure what his age is. I think he's probably like late twenties, right? Um, he's 29. He's not. Yeah. He's not a young guy. Yeah. He's, he he makes sense as a depth player, and that. Yes. And I think I think we found like in light of everything that is happening with this team right now, because we're trying to figure out who are the back pieces of this puzzle, right? Like we're so focused on we don't have a great first line we don't have a great second line we're <laughs> development obviously sucks the prospects suck although i will say i think fletcher so far his drafting and it remains to be seen i kind of like it better than hextall i'm not I, I i don't know what happened with york and why he's being sent down it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me but in reality i'm just like Let's see what we have with Mayhew. I think that's kind of like going forward, um, something that hopefully um, we'll be able to appreciate. Um, not that I want the Flyers to do well next year either, because I obviously want Connor Bedard. But um, I don't know. I, that's just my take on Jerry Mayhew. It, it's I try to look at one positive in all of this, and I feel like the guy 
uh, he's just really stepped up in the moment, the opportunity that he's been given. No, yeah, thanks a lot, Mike. I agree. It's uh, you root for guys like this, uh, you know, whether he's a late bloomer or finally just getting an opportunity because he lacks. You know, uh, maybe he's just not fast enough. Maybe we just don't think he has this or that. And it's just one thing that keeps him from really getting a shot in the NHL. But, you know, four-year college player, Ferris State University. I don't even know what that is. And, uh, you know, three full seasons in uh, in the AHL before he came over here. He scored – I mean, he scored – he had years with 27 and 39 goals with the Iowa Wild. So he has been productive down there, but some guys just aren't thought of as NHL players. It's, oh, yeah, he's a career AHLer. I hope he sticks. I hope Jerry Mayhew, he's certainly earned the ice time he's uh, he's getting. I want to see uh, I want to see him, uh, you know, make uh, carve out a little spot for himself, you know, get in the NHL, get get a few years of NHL paychecks. And uh, certainly, you know, on a good team, could be a fourth liner for you. And right now, Jesus Christ, he's one of the Flyers' best forwards. But, yeah, I, I just I want to see more Mayhew. I hope whether it's here or somewhere else, he carves, them, carves himself out a role in this league. Uh, Patrick Reedmiller. Patrick, you're live on the post game. How's it going tonight, Pat? Uh, you know, just I think at this point we should also just at how the rest of the season could possibly go. Oh, I mean, it's like tonight, like perfect. The first period I thought of the Penguins game, like I said, perfect encapsulation. Like, gee, uh, like of the Claude Giroux tenure, like Giroux wins a defensive zone faceoff, makes the play to get the puck through the neutral zone, makes a play in the offensive zone, puck to skate. Uh, puck in his skates to his stick, scores a goal. And then on the very next shift, the, t- the you know, the next line gives it right back. And it's like uh, that was the perfect encapsulation of the Giroux era. And tonight was just this season. Like it was just every stupid thing all at once, blowing a lead, uh, just like giving up goals in secession. It, it was just a guy who hasn't scored in a year. It, all of it, all of it, all of it together. And I thought last season was bad. Yeah. Drummings from the Rangers we had to sit through in March. That's like last season, at least for the like first half of it, they like scored a bunch of goals. They weren't winning, but like they were playing in stupid, stupid games like the uh, the, the Boston outdoor game. And then the wheels just kind of came off. And yeah, you know, it was 9-1 to the Rangers or whatever it was, but – uh, this year is just like banging your head against the same wall every single night. I guess I got two more things, but my first one is, I guess, do we reach another 10-game losing streak? I mean, I feel like I feel like we're we're gonna get there. Our, our third 10-game losing streak. Let's see. This this was four in a row. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. The tenth game would be that Blackhawks game, and that's like the one questionable one in this string of game games. Uh, I'm gonna go to that one too. That's gonna be. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. And then like the trade deadline. Let I mean, let's see. What the heck is this defense gonna look like if you somehow handle? That that should be interesting. And even like he's he hasn't been playing recently, but imagine if they can move on from Rasmus Ristolainen. Like, 
they already don't have six NHL D-men. Like, it's going to be Provorov, Sandheim, and I don't even know. Like, is Cam York healthy? I know, like, they didn't bring him up right after the All-Star break, and then he got hurt. Uh, when I don't know if or when he's going to be ready to go. Like, I, they might not have enough guys. They might have to sign guys off the street or off waivers or whatever. Yeah, it's going to get a pretty interesting, Bill. And, uh, yeah, BSH is pretty good uh, this week. Oh, thank you. I think. Oh, yeah, she is in here. Cool. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Thanks, Bill. I appreciate it, Pat. Uh, Let's see here. Let's get to... Oh, is is that... That's Kelly. Kelly, you got to tell me when you're in. You're you're on. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are... It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. It was a surprise. Ah. <laughs> I just opened it up. I was like, Kelly? Plaid? Glasses? That's her. <laughs> so I, I'm sure you saw that Martin St. Louis got his first win as coach of the Montreal Canadiens tonight. Yeah, I saw they won. I saw uh, Cole Caulfield's been doing real well since they hired him. Just one one little goal score talking to another. So here's my thought. Danny Briere head coach, not Danny Briere GM. You know, why not? He, he why said he's not? Been learning every aspect of it. It's not like they could be coached worse. Like they don't they, there's not yeah. any sort of game plan or anything. They just kind of go out and play. Uh it's 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 a lot like a men's league team, but so I mean, uh, Danny Briere coach, I mean, it can't possibly be worse than like any other thing. Like Nick Schultz coach, is that something you're interested in? Like San Louis coached like his kids peewee league or something, right? Like he wasn't an actual hockey coach yeah no they were just like hey you want to coach and he was like sure you're french like we like you yeah so i'm thinking like maybe maybe we need our own small goal scoring man to lead this team to greatness he never played for them right he's just french yeah so what like what would that equivalent be like who could we get that never was a philadelphia (laughs) flyer but like someone we like we need a goon, uh, a goon that like, never played for the Flyers. Like Bill, yeah. I was thinking maybe Billy Garen, but yeah, a goon would be good. Um, yeah. Fuck it, make Frank Bialowicz the coach. You know what? I wouldn't hate it. You never know. He might have some ideas. I got <laughs> sure knocked he, loose. <laughs> I, I'm sure he's got some ideas. I don't know if I, <laughs> in terms of 
society, I'm willing to hear them because he was my childhood hero, and I'd rather just not know. Like, you know, oh, Kurt Schilling, he's my favorite pitcher, and then he opened his mouth. Oh, I'd no. Rather, I'd rather not know. But as a coach, uh, as a coach, I think, uh, I think I'd be willing to listen. Yeah, I missed most of this game tonight, but I saw the final 10 minutes, and it was very exciting there for a second. So. That's all you needed. That was it, was, cool. yeah. it was such a perfect game for this team to play. Like, I can't even wrap my head around what happened. They were winning at one point, and then next oh. thing you know, it was like, yeah, they got they got beat by multiple goals. I got home, and it was 2-2, and I was like, wow, they're tied against the Caps. Okay, that's something. And then uh, Jerry got his goal. And and just like that, it was over. Winner of Gerald just continues. It's never gonna end. All right, William, get back to the get back to the fans. All Thanks right, for I'll letting me talk to you for a little bit. I'm gonna hang Thanks. out here though because this is fun. <laughs> Thanks for joining me, Hanks. Uh, let's see here, Warren Brody. Warren, you're live on the post game. Hey guy, how you doing? How's it going tonight, Warren? Uh, another tremendous game. Uh, just you know, to- who would have thunk? You know, with all the work Chucky CF did last offseason trying to retool his defense, that it's this bad. And I have to tell you, Ivan Provorov is terrible. I mean, that play at the end of the game, that he he had a little bit of pressure, and he just coughed that puck up. Yeah, and they just keep – like, I, I get at this point, like – you know, Nick Sealer played 19 minutes tonight. Like, you have Yandel out there who can barely move. Connaughton's in the lineup. But, like, yeah. to continually play Provorov 26, 27 minutes it's, a game, it's, it's like, let's just give that – let's give three of those minutes to Travis Sanheim. You know, well, I, I don't see the point in continuing to push Provorov when, like, I don't think he's the better of the two at this point. No, Sanheim has really come on and, uh, you know – uh, who would have thought we might be building our defense around Travis Sandheim next year? But that that's going to be interesting. The other thing is this power play. They had a two-man advantage and just pissed it away. They had almost like a two-minute two-man advantage, right? Well, well, after after they scored one power play goal, there was a less than 0% chance they were scoring two in one game, Warren. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But you know, if you if for this team to be good, you gotta have a good power play and and the defense can't cough up the puck every time someone, you know, gives them you know, put some pressure on them. So I, I don't I don't I don't know. They need a real they're gonna have to get a great coach, someone that can lead the lead the team. Sort of like Mike when Mike Keenan came in, because I don't know if they want someone as naughty as him, but they need someone that can kind of pull a team together because this is a mess. Yeah, I mean, they they need a lot. Like, they're going to need a coach. They need a whole new scouting department, and they need about 10 players. But they also need someone that can teach the power play, someone, you know, that can teach them, you know, where to be. Because it just seems like they're always out of position. And, you know, what can go wrong will go wrong if you don't play the right way. So, yeah. Whatever, but you know what? It's going to be an interesting month. I, I don't even know what to think about this trade deadline, and hearing a lot of different different rumors. You know, like it's interesting. Arizona was there tonight, and someone mentioned, I think it was Russ Cohen, that they might be scouting JVR because they need need a seven million dollar salary to get to the uh, floor next year. So maybe there's a way we can get rid of him and. Uh, 
you know. So it's interesting. Uh, there might be some interesting things happening with this team over the next few weeks. There really might be. And thanks a lot, Warren. Um, I'm like that JVR point. I saw that on Twitter, and I was like, you know. Because we gave them Gostas Bear for nothing, I was like, oh, well, maybe they'd pay us the favor back and take JVR off our hands. And I'm like, what if we gave away two guys in consecutive years to the Coyotes for nothing? Like, it would be doing us a favor to have that seven mil off the books. But, like, JVR is a good player. I mean, he's boggling my mind with whatever he's doing out there right now because – like, his line is playing well, and Lawton and more recently Konechny, like, are – they're obvious. They're noticeable. And the line is playing well, but JVR still seems to be doing nothing. <laughs> it's it, – I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand what he's even uh, – if, if the Coyotes will take him and that $7 million salary, please – with what this team's plan is to aggressively retool, uh, that means they're going to have to go out and spend because it's very clear they don't have anything close to the kind of top-end talent it takes to uh, compete in this league. Getting that seven mil off the books would be uh, would be a gift. It would like yes, we'd trade him for nothing, but actually we got seven million dollars out of it. Uh, Kevin Sheehan, Kevin, you're live on the post game. Hey, Bill. So, um, one point on the Arizona thing is, if that happens, then it truly means that the NHL is looking for nothing else but the Arizona Coyotes to be the dumpster of the NHL, where everyone just unloads their unnecessary contracts. <clears throat> if they pick up... Yeah, like, a team can't, like... The cap hasn't gone up in years, and you still can't get to the floor. Like, you need to take on a a, a one-year, $7 million deal for no other reason. Not to be competitive or you think he's going to score some goals for you. Like, that's out of the question for them. It's simply to be at bare minimum spending the amount of money to be a team in the league. Right. So, questions there is... Can they get a better owner, or is there a better strategy for Arizona? Because from what I've heard from other leagues like the NFL and MLB, Arizona can be a hotbed if you put the right pieces in place. But enough of that. Um, I got an email recently from the Flyers saying that they changed their protocols. So I don't know uh, recently about the VAX mandates and stuff like that, saying that, hey, you don't have to – we're not checking that right now. Do you think that's because they're trying to keep – they know that they're going to keep G there until his 1,000th game and they're trying to fill the seats? Or is that just me being a conspiracy theorist? I'm sure, you know, they're happy about doing it to uh, – to be able to maybe get a few more people in the building because you remember the, uh, the Fletcher and Dave Scott press conference, they said, you know, Philadelphia has more strict protocols than some other places. So that's been hurting attendance. So if that's the case, I'm sure they're happy about it, but I'm sure it's just in conjunction with, uh, you know, Philly starting to ease up on some things. 
Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and not going to keep you any much longer, but I, I really appreciate you guys and doing everything that you do. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me, Kevin. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to Jack Conroy. Jack, you're live on the post game. Yo, Bill. Uh, I didn't. I didn't even watch the game, but I'm just hopping in here. Um, I kind of just wanted to talk about. Uh, you know, obviously, first and foremost, I bet you talked about this earlier in post game, but uh, Jerry Mayhew, like that guy, uh, scoring goals, totally like it. Um, but I wanted to talk about how, you know, this team has been. In the playoffs, out the playoffs for the past, I don't know, 10 years. This year is the year they're going to miss the playoffs twice in a row. So maybe that breaks the curse and and we finally, uh, you know, get some wins here. But uh, I also wanted to talk about, you know, this aggressive, aggressive retool stuff. That just makes me mad because you've tried everything. Last year was the aggressive retool and that yeah, made I mean, the team worse. Yeah, so you'd like, think you want to do something different. Yeah, like the idea of that they're going to aggressively retool, and there's things they can do. Like there's some good free agents, and you can continue to make some other trades. If you can move on from JVR, that allows you to spend even more. That would be great. But it's kind of the idea of running it back, right? Like it's 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 saying we think we're a lot better if Hayes, Ellis, and Couturier are all healthy. It's like still putting your eggs in that basket. Now, hey, if they can go out and get a Johnny Goudreau and and make a few more good trades, like, listen, I'd still do that Ryan Ellis trade. It didn't work out. Maybe he'll be healthy next year. I don't know. But, like, I'd still do that trade because look at what they gave up for him. It's Phil Myers who's no good and Nolan Patrick who apparently everyone wants to hit in the head. Like Nathan McKinnon for no reason hit him in the head last night, like 20 feet away from the puck. So, uh, whatever. Um, if they're able to pull off some things like that, I guess it'll work. I don't know. Um, it's not the direction I'd go in, but it's the direction they're giving us. And I can only like, I have to go on that. I, I can't, Oh, well, I want them to rebuild. Well, they're not gonna. So I, I'm trying to look at it through that lens. Yeah. And, uh, McKinnon getting nothing for that. That's just classic NHL. (laughs) I mean, I like, he has no history or anything. It's not like McKinnon's a dirty player, but like, that wasn't cool. Like, give him a game. Just, you can't do, you can't hit players in the head. You're not allowed. You even like a fine, like I was expecting, but you know, whatever. But I'm like with you on that. Like the aggressive retool, I just hear that. <laughs> you know, obviously I, I get mad because it's not the direction that I want to go in, even though I have no hockey, you know, knowledge at all. Um, I, I'm just like scared about like, obviously, you know, you get rid of your brawn, your Brassard, Martin Jones, hopefully his stock isn't dropping every game. Um, and, and you get rid of that. But like, what are we going to do? Like another Atkinson? Like, you know, I love Atkinson. I thought that was a good trade, but like, you're right. We're going to need that Gaudreau. But uh, since I didn't even watch the game, I'm being a lazy fan here. I, I don't have much to talk about, but thanks, Bill. All right. Thanks a lot, Jack. No, and it, it, you make a good, like, the aggressive retool. All right. Maybe it can work. I'm rooting for it to work because I want the Flyers to be good. Like, it's not the path I would take to be good again, but it's what they're going to give us. So I want it to work. But the idea of like, oh, another Atkinson, like that is a concern. Like if Atkinson, nice acquisition, glad we made the trade. He's a good player. Want to see him on a healthy team with a full roster. Think he could do real well here. Having just guys who are like second line players though. And Atkinson's producing above, like he's, he's 
he's going above and beyond this year. But you know what I'm saying. That level of guy, they need that next step up from him. Like you're in all likelihood losing Claude Drew. And Claude Drew isn't what he was, but he's still a top line producer, especially when he has like a one C with him, you know? You're gonna need to replace that production and then add more. Like you need Goudreau plus. And it's, uh, we'll see. It, it's just going to take a lot of work. They need a number of very good players if they're going to be able to figure this thing out. Chris Madamba, Chris, you're live on the post game. Hey, Bill. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, my question is you know, we, we've noticed the Flyers play lackluster hockey pretty much all season, but they've strung two solid efforts in a row against two really good teams. Do you think that's a matter of them finally realizing that they're not playing to even you know their diminished potential or these two teams playing down to the Flyers knowing that they are absolutely horrible? Uh, I, I definitely think there's an element, especially um, like the Pittsburgh game, kind like the top two lines just played well and Pittsburgh had Casey DeSmith in instead of Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith stinks. So like, I, I think that's part of it. Uh, like getting up for your rivals teams, you, you play tough against all the time, Pittsburgh, Washington, it's always just a different game for these guys. But I do think there's an element of playing down. And there's also like now this mismatched group of guys in the Flyers lineup, they actually have some time together. Like they're actually starting to build some chemistry with, you know, whatever they're able to throw together on these lines. So uh, I I think that's a part of it as well. We're just seeing it, but we're also seeing because they're so depleted, like in these third periods, they just have no chance at closing out a game. All right. Awesome. Yeah. That's all I got today. Usually I'm the goofy guy, but I did have a serious question today. (laughs) Thanks for taking my call. All right. Thanks a lot, Chris. Appreciate it. Yeah. Like I I was like watching tonight and thinking like, you know, I don't want to give them a gold star, like an A, you know, A for effort here, but uh, it visually they look better than they have in the in the weeks prior. And I do think there's an element of like they're starting to build a little bit of chemistry with the uh, with the guys who you know didn't start the year here and you know, fill in the injury replacements and all that. So uh, I think that's a part of it. I think opponent is a part of it. And uh, when your goalie makes a few saves early, you're like, maybe you start thinking, oh, shit, we have a chance today. So I think all of that combined. Uh, Matt, Matt, you're live on the post game. Hey, Bill, you got me there? Yeah, how are you tonight, Matt? Uh, Not bad. I'm actually at work, so it's going to be a really short call for you here. Um, Glad to see that you're uh, part of Mayhew Mania, the $1 million team. (laughs) It's, It's really incredible. Like, uh, I, I'm happy for the guy. Like he's taking advantage of the opportunity, and very few others are. It's just like this is the guy. This is the guy who's stepping up in this situation. Yeah, I know it's. Uh, I mean, it's kind of funny, but you know what? Good, good for the guy, right? Yeah, good for him. Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I'll just make a quick point here because I I gotta get out of here, but I have a little bit more time to you know research a topic that you know for me I'm a little bit passionate about, but. Um, when it comes to this team, you know, again, we talk a lot about players and all that, but um, for the last 10 years, because that's all the time I had time for, um, I went and took a look back for all the staff for, again, pro scouts, player development, um, amateur scouts, uh, basically everybody involved with the team in a non-on-ice way. In the last 10 years, 
How many people do you think the team has fired from those positions? I'm going to guess three. You're close. It's actually two, and it's Hextall <laughs> and Pryor. So that, oh, when, when, right, yeah, it's that's it. It's too good. Oh my god! No, and, and legit, like I, I have it typed up on like a like a piece of paper. I don't know. I, I look like a crazy person, but um, like these guys <laughs> that left, they left when they were like fucking sixty-five or like older. Um, and you know, like I know we hear now, you know, that they're expanding the analytics room and whatever. Like, I hope they're buying wheelchairs for these guys too, because. You know they're they're going to be staying in for for the long haul, and that's just nuts to me. Like ten fucking years, the team is shit, and you fire two people. And there were about forty, fifty like, guys. Like I had to look through to find out what happened, and it was two guys. The guys that you know the team very willingly shits on now. One of them being Hextall, right? So I don't know if we gotta start a convoy or something, you know. But uh, hopefully it gets better. <laughs> That's absolutely insane, Matt. Like that's that's an. I'm so glad you looked into that, and that's something we can bring up because, like, it, the only guys they fired are their scapegoats. That's it. Like nobody, nobody anywhere in the organization gets fired for incompetence ever. And it's not like they've had any successful drafts. Like their best drafts have been like, all right, they got a player. Like, it, it, they, it, they haven't found any diamonds in the rough. Like, we're talking about goddamn Wait, Jerry Mayhew. Jerry Mayhew. Here, who's 29, Jerry Mayhew, who's 29 <laughs> years old. You know why he's in the lineup? Because there's nobody better than this career AHLer. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's, it's pretty nuts. But anyway, i got to get back to work here, so I'll, uh, I'll let you go. Thanks for, uh, for making the time. Have a good one. Thanks, Matt. That was stupendous. I just, like... He always said you don't want anyone to lose their jobs, but sometimes you do. Sometimes you want someone new in that job because that person isn't accomplishing what they need to accomplish in said job. That's going on throughout this organization, and yet here we are. Uh, Last caller of the night, 69, Mr. 60, you're live. Bill, I'll make it quick. Um, Do you think Scott Lawton – he took out all of our uh, JVR frustration out on his brother tonight. Maybe he did. He did get that one shot in there. He did. Uh, he ended up getting his arms loose, and I think he landed one good shot on TVR. Uh, happy to see after that. Uh, after that boarding on Giroux, he threw a hit, and then uh, hey, we ended up that that ended up leading to the the uh, the first Mayhew goal in the power play because they got the. Uh, TVR got the uh, instigator, instigator penalty, so yep. it all worked out. It'll good sequence there for the whole, for the Flyers as a whole. And then the last thing is, I don't know if it was tonight. I thought I saw a screenshot. I, I didn't catch it on TV, but like, did they show a cutaway of like Chuck Fletcher and then I guess like everyone that's in the front office all in the same box? Like, what do you what do you think is going on like through their heads? They're like, this is the guy we put all of our marbles in to put this team out there. Yeah, uh, and they showed uh, when they showed the uh, the thing. I think it was along with a graphic of all the players who played in the first game against Washington that weren't in the game tonight. But of course, the graphic said, you know, Nicholas Albeck, Hugh Bell traded to Colorado <laughs> when that wasn't necessarily <laughs> the case. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think Chuck Fletcher kind of has. I don't know if. Uh, I don't know if it's carte blanche, but I just kind of feel like Dave Scott has hired his hockey guy and he's like 
Chuck Fletcher will eventually be president of this team and you know, Danny Briere will move into the GM's role and it'll be the Chuck Fletcher show. Like that's kind of what I take out of the organizational structure right now is he's the hockey guy in charge. He is Comcast Spectacles man on the ground. Do you think uh, Dave Scott's dumb enough that like if all the beat writers and like all the reporters start writing articles saying like, all right, if we trade Drew and don't get like to Colorado and don't get a Byram or a new hook, like Chuck has failed like miserably. Do you think that would like be the final straw for like Dave Scott to be like, Oh wow. Look at this. He didn't live up to his expectations. Maybe I should do something about it. Or do you think he's just like untouchable at this point? I don't know. Cause I like, I believe Dave Scott is smart enough to know what he doesn't know. And he knows he doesn't know that much about hockey. He's not a hockey guy. So because of that, he entrusts the hockey guy that he hired to do this job. And he's going to be the one who makes these decisions. Like if Chuck Fletcher goes to Dave Scott and says, we couldn't get new hook. They weren't going to do that. And I couldn't lose Giroux for nothing in the off season. I believe Dave Scott will go, well, if he says he couldn't get it, he couldn't get it. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's scary, man. It really is. Thanks Bill. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot. 60. Uh, all right. I think that's it for tonight. So, uh, Another another perfect Flyers loss. I always say if you're going to lose, lose in regulation, and they did tonight. So uh, we hit some bets. The Flyers continue to drop down in the standings and uh, march towards a, a high lottery pick. So that's all good for the Philadelphia Flyers. That is all for me tonight. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. And if you haven't already, you got to hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts, and boom, content, content, content. I guarantee you will enjoy what's on the Broad Broad Street Hockey podcast feed more than you enjoy watching the Philadelphia Flyers. That is an absolute guarantee of mine, 100% or your money back. All right, that's it for me. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. My name is Bill Matz. Have a great week, everybody.